This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Hey everybody, welcome to the Age Changer Show brought to you by Summit Life Ministries. My name is Carmen Furrow. This is my husband, Lynn Furrow, founder of Summit Life Ministries. Um, Our mission at Summit Life Ministries is to elevate, equip, and empower. Elevate the church's vision to see God's eternal purpose. To equip believers to live with an eternal perspective. And then to empower believers to live supernatural lives in faith-filled obedience. And again, we're we're practicing that along with you. Um, We are... um, it's doing the reality of the new creation as our episode today. And um, last time yesterday, we talked about an event horizon and how an event horizon is um, something that when you get into its gravitational pull, you get close enough to it, it pulls you in. And there's a there's a point of you getting closer and closer. But when you hit that event horizon, there's a point of no return. You can't escape that, that it any exactly anyway. Right. Anyway, so can you go? Can you start from there? Yeah, the point of that example is we have been talking about how ages overlap mm-hmm. and how that we as a people that are living between two ages, an age that is coming and an age that is passing away, and how as believers we're wanting to see the former old Mm -hmm. age that had the tyranny of Satan and his control with fear and death. That order of authority, that that order order and arrangement uh, of tyrannical structure. We want to see its entire collapse. Well, the only way that we see its uh, diminishing capacity and the finality of its complete overthrow and destruction is by us allowing the event horizon Mm -hmm. of the cross, the resurrection, Mm -hmm. and Christ's ascension, and our interaction to it, not as an event, but as an interactive experience. Okay. So I want to follow up with that by uh, challenging us out of a passage of Scripture out of John chapter 11, verse 25. And this is a very familiar passage because it's about the resurrection of Lazarus Mm -hmm. from the dead. And this thing has been well taught, preached many times. It's one of the most dramatic stories in the Gospels. But we know that they had appealed to Jesus to come while Lazarus was sick. And Jesus simply told them, he said, if you will believe, you will see the glory of God. And we know that he delayed in in his arrival. um, And in that time, while he continued on in ministry where he was at, things transpired where Lazarus passed away and he died. He not only had died, but he was buried. He was embalmed. And he was put into a sealed tomb, Mm -hmm. a sealed tomb by a a stone. Lazarus' two sisters had a vastly different reaction. Both of them, obviously, brokenhearted, brokenhearted in mourning, Mm -hmm. struggling to wrap their mind about why Jesus had not 
done what they thought that he would do. How or what, he, he, what they thought he should do. What he should do <laughs> based upon maybe, um, you know, previous actions that Jesus had taken and that right. they had witnessed these miracles and things like that. Knowing his power, knowing his authority. And so there is this moment where there is this interaction. And I want to pick it up in verse 20. It says, so when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. And this is for those of you that are following in the scriptures. It's John chapter 11. And I just read uh, verse 20. And it says, but Mary remained seated in the house. Verse 21, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give it to you. So here she has an unbelief, but yes, she says, help me believe. I believe that you can still do something here. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, she gave a great Sabbath school answer. (laughs) (laughs) I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. But Jesus changes her theology in a moment. Mm -hmm. He said the reason why there's going to be a future day, it's going to be called the day of resurrection, is because I will be there. Yeah, that's powerful. Dead people are not going to live unless I am there, Mm -hmm. because I want to change your theology. I want to shift your theology away from being Mm event-oriented. In other words, we are people that are being set free from our addiction to time, Yeah. right? Right. Where we think that it's on a linear way where, you know, we're thinking this comes first, that comes second, this comes third. No, heaven interacts in time and space, Mm -hmm. but the way God sees things is beyond time. So to him, everything is happening all at once, right? That's really hard to understand. (laughs) Absolutely, it (laughs) is. Which indicates that there's a God, because I can understand God, which makes him bigger than me. (laughs) God does not live in a time-space dimension. We do. And so for our experiences, we think of them, well, this happened first, Mm -hmm. this happened second. But he is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And so Jesus said, Mm -hmm. I know that with your thinking, you think the resurrection is an event. I'm going to reveal to you now. And I'm going to allow you to taste and touch of the powers Mm -hmm. of the age to come. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to raise your brother from the dead. And it's going to be a foreshadowing experience of, in a small way, of what it's going to be like on that day. Where Jesus said, everyone in the grave will hear his voice and they will come forth to life. Because he's life. Because he is life. And Jesus says this profound truth. I am the way. Or he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he dies, yet shall he live. But then he went on to say this. 
whoever lives and mm. believes in me, me who, the resurrection and the life. Whoever lives in the resurrection, abides in the resurrection, experiences the person who is the resurrection will never die. So that's why I keep emphasizing, Carmen, that we cannot regard the cross, we cannot regard the resurrection, we cannot regard the ascension, and we'll talk about that in a future episode, as simply an event in the life of Jesus. Right. No, no, they are an experiential revelation of something that I can step outside of my time and my space. Because I want to say, well, that happened a long, long mm-hmm. time ago. Honey, I've experienced Jesus right. as the resurrection. I was dead in trespasses and sin. Yeah. But I was made alive together with him. I know that he can bring dead things mm-hmm. back to life. And in my uh, life and in my ministry, I've seen things that other people had said, this is hopeless, that they have given up on. I've seen dead marriages come right. back to life. Um, you know, I went to a, uh, a country that was a, a closed country, and so it was ministry <laughs> uh, with the underground church. Yeah. And on that trip, before we went, uh, we had gathered with the people that were going to be on the team with us going into that closed communist country. And while we were praying mm-hmm. together, the Lord emphasized that we would see, and that was based on a prophetic word to me, mm-hmm. that we would see even to the raising of the dead, I remember and, thinking about that because I remember as I thought about that going, wait a second, if someone's going to be raised from the dead, that means someone's going to die or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. So you just can't jump and have a resurrection without this really tragedy yeah. of death. A, a tragedy. And so while we were there and we were at the end of the trip and, you know, you, you, have words that God gives you and you're warring by them mm-hmm. and, and you're believing, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm looking. Because right. you, if you've spoken about it, I'm looking mm-hmm. for the opportunity of how you'll interface with your will in that moment. Yeah. We were getting ready to, to leave and one of the underground pastors, because um, we were in another part of, mm-hmm. of the country doing other ministry and we heard about one of the pastors that we had just met and spent time with some of the people in his underground church how his son uh, was hit by a drunk driver and there were they were riding a moped or a mm-hmm. scooter and both young men that was on the scooter one of his friends was driving and he was on the back both of them were hit uh, head-on and both of them were ejected off of their little motorcycle scooter and uh, they had uh, taken them 
to two different hospitals because both of them were uh, near death. And uh, one of them was airlifted to a hospital in Thailand, the pastor's son. And so while we're leaving the country, we go into Thailand and before our flight, we find this pastor and his son that is, they considered him brain dead, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was in a coma. And so we're in this hospital room. His mother was there weeping and crying and the the dad was there, but there was the presence of faith there. Mm -hmm. And the brothers turned to me and said, you are the one who had this word, Lynn, that we want you to pray over this young man. And we just prayed that God would do a miracle, that his, the activity of his brain would, would begin again. And that, cause he was on life support and that God would raise him from the dead. And did you see anything right there? I did not see anything in that moment. Mm -hmm. But within hours, he was setting up, talking to his family. Praise God. And then another team went there the following year, and they sent me a picture via um, phone. And they said, I think that you will be interested in seeing this young man. We just had lunch with him. I think you know who he is. And when I saw him there fully restored to life, not brain damaged, not diminished, not paralyzed, but I saw him fully restored. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He is the grave robber. Mark Batterson uh-huh. Uh, wrote a book called uh, uh, called Grave Robber. Jesus is the grave robber. And so the Lord invites us to have fellowship with Jesus and his suffering, mm-hmm. but also to know him in the power of his resurrection. The Apostle Paul, in inviting the believers to to pray with him how he prayed for them, He said, I pray that you would know of the call to which you've been called to in Christ. We Mm -hmm. call that the upward Upward call call in Mm -hmm. Christ, the high calling of God that's Mm -hmm. in Christ Jesus. Then again, he said, I pray that you would know what you have been filled with, the richness of the glory of Christ. It is Christ in us, the hope of glory. But then the third thing Paul said, I pray that the eyes of your understanding would be open, that you would know... Mm -hmm the all-surpassing greatness of his power. It's the most powerful verse in the New Testament because it's like Paul used every word for power and authority in the Greek language in one sentence. And he, I believe he did that intentionally under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit because he was saying God used all of his power that day to do an exhibition and demonstration mm-hmm. for us. Well, I wasn't around when Jesus came out of the tomb. You know, Mm -hmm. Mary had the angels instruct her, why seek you the living among Among the the dead? But every single one of us can say, God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, 
open up the eyes of my heart Mm -hmm. and that you can, again, I can have the Holy Spirit reconstruct for me that moment. And let me see your power, God. Let me see the power of his inexhaustible, endless, immortal life. Let, Let me see life swallow up death. That's what we call revelatory encounters. And when you experience and encounter the risen Christ in his power, there is is no question that the enemy is defeated, that he has been dethroned and cast out in his structure and apparatus of tyranny off of our life, that Mm -hmm. death has been defeated and that death has been swallowed up in life. These are things that the Lord is wanting to invite the church through these gateways, the gateway of the cross, the gateway of the resurrection, the gateway of the ascension, and that we see the reality of them because there's no distance for us, no time, no space distance when we step out of time into eternal realities. And that's why the Lord is wanting to, to catch up the church. Not we, we like to emphasize a rapture in which we're saying, Lord, physically, geographically, catch us up. The biggest rapture that could ever occur mm-hmm. for the church is a catching up into the heavenly realms. Mm-hmm. John, in the book of Revelation, I love it. First chapter. He said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard someone speak to me and I turned to see him who was speaking to me. And he said, I saw him. He said his hair was white like wool, his eyes flaming fire. His feet was like polished brass, a a white linen robe that radiated his glory. And he said, I am the lion of the tribe of Judah. I have prevailed. And he said, I have the keys of death, hell, and the grave. I was dead, but now I am alive forevermore. Forevermore. That person, Jesus Christ, the resurrection and the life, is on the inside Mm -hmm. of us. And he wants us to know him in his person, but also in his power. And and so not only is the preaching of the cross going to be repopular, become popular again, but we're also going to see that they are like conjoined twin truths that cannot be separated. And that the glory of the cross leads to us experiencing the power of the resurrection. Glory Mm -hmm. and power is the destiny of the end time church. But we need to see that God is in this spiritual gravitational pull, Mm -hmm. is pulling the church to a place of a point of no return. So many believers are trying to still live coexisting Mm -hmm. between the two. The Lord wants me to go ahead and say goodbye to the old, embrace the reality of the new creation. And we're going to stop right there because we'll pick it up tomorrow in talking about when the new creation began.
Mm. This is good. Thank you, honey. I've been enjoying that. And, and just, I hope that as you're hearing this, that you're feeling that your, your spirit just resound with that. And, and I hope, cause it is with me, it's like, I'm thinking about different scriptures and thinking how that connects with different things, but it feels like it's, it's life. So it feels like, oh, these things are connecting. So thank you. Um, thank you for watching. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for praying. Thank you for being a part of the church that is growing and maturing so that we can be age changers and hasten the day of the Lord. If you like what you hear, you can see more at summitlifeministries.com. Also, you can subscribe to watching us and um, check out Instagram, Facebook, those kinds of things. God bless you. Have a beautiful day. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.